Hey, Sean. Hello, good evening. Good afternoon for you, maybe. Um, yeah, almost the afternoon. Not quite there yet. <laughs> good evening <laughs> to you. Did you have a good day? Yeah, it's great, thank you. Yeah, very chilled. Um, had my friend come over. It's really... I actually played Mario Kart for the first time in years. And um, oh, I'm not as good as I used to be. One. I'm not as good as I used to be, I'll tell you that. Oh, man, my kids humbled me. I'm really good at that <laughs> game, I thought. Yeah, they just destroy me. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's fun, though. That's a really good time. Yeah, it's good. How about your morning? Okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's it was good. When I was watching a soccer match that didn't go quite as the way I wanted it to, but otherwise, it's good. Um, but yeah, I look forward to getting into these charts and preparing for the week. So I'm excited about that for sure. Fantastic. You're uh, talking them, aren't you? Yeah, and man, they just look like hot garbage anymore. It's really frustrating. Um, yeah, so they they actually came back and looked like they showed some spirit today, only to uh, give it right back, give it the points right back, and get nothing. Uh, but that's that's kind of what I expected today, to be honest. It was a rough morning. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens. Not every day is going to be perfect, but uh, you know, things are looking up. The boys are uh, up and rocking around the house. We got the dogs cleaned, so we're gonna get out and get out to the outdoors a little bit later. So it's good. Excellent. Sounds nice. Yeah. So hey, um, it's just the two, you know, you and I, no, no K this week. So let's jump right into it. I got your charts in the nest, and then uh, we'll get to mine um, after that. And uh, yeah, lots to go through. I'll quickly run through the numbers for the the week. What we've got. Um, what we had last week. So S&P was up 0.87% across for the week, giving it 8.59 to the plus side percentage-wise for the year. Uh, the Dow is up about the same, 0.86, giving it plus 2.87 for the year. NASDAQ was up even more, 1.28% for the week. And that is a nice, robust 16.82% to the plus side for the year. Uh, Russell 2K is where we're struggling, which is interesting to me because that's the small caps that typically you can look to the lead, you know, and I don't know if I should say typically, but I've been hearing talk about looking at leading uh, bull markets, right? Look at these small caps and it was down 1.26% and is flat on the year, just barely positive 0.44. Um, so that's really interesting to note, I think, given how well the markets are doing overall, but the small caps are struggling. Bitcoin continue, continues to rip up 4.6% over the last five days and up 78.75% year to date, wow. which is phenomenal. Yeah, that's a big number, right? It is a huge number, yeah, for one year, for <laughs> year to date. Yeah, year to date. It's, uh, yeah, four months in. So end of the end of the month, uh, four months in, um, we've got big earnings week coming up. We've already had tons of earnings, right? So we've got a lot of charts around that, actually. Um, but Monday, we've got SoFi, uh, Resta Networks, um, for the for the Bitcoin folks, MicroStrategy, excuse me, and um, what else do we have? We have Tuesday, we have Uber, Pfizer, AMD, I'm looking at DraftKings and Coinbase on Thursday. What Anything else jumping off the page to you that you're interested in, Sean? Um, Etsy would be one for me, see how the consumers are getting on, same likewise with Starbucks. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. I think Apple obviously is a big one uh, for again consumers. So I'll be looking at the consumer side of things, see if people are still buying. Yeah, that's a good call. Thursday we've got Apple, we got Shopify there as well. 
Yeah, I think um, also just to button there, I think we also have um, interest rate decision this week. Is that right? I think that's yeah, right. I thought I meant, I yeah, the Fed will be talking, so we'll see what happens there. Um, really interesting where we're at with the markets. It's probably a really good segue, actually. We've got the Fed coming out ready to beat down any momentum, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if they <clears throat> they come through and do that. Um, but yeah, let, let's look at SPY. Let's start with the charts and see what they're telling you. Um, I took a look at your chart here, Sean, and I'll hand it over. It, it looks kind of bullish to me, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, it does look bullish. I, I completely agree with this. And I think um, I've, there's a little theme to my charts this week. And I've kind of just taken a step back and looked at the weekly. Because um, I've, I've, I've dived into the daily and the two-hour charts of the last few weeks. So I'm going to take a little bit of a step back this week. So every single chart that you'll hear of in this in this space call and watch, obviously, on YouTube back um, will be a one-week chart. So what we can see here on the SPY is a kind of ascending triangle, if you if you like. Um, and, and like you say, it is bullish. So we are above that trend line and we're above all three moving averages. But I think the most bullish part of this one is the start of this week was clearly quite negative, or at least uh, the middle part of the week was quite negative. And then we bounced off and we, we created a really nice candle, a really nice bullish candle as well, like you said. Um, so like nice little bottoming tail, as they sometimes call it in the trading world. Um, which means obviously the sellers came in and, and, and you finished the candle with buyers and pushed it straight back up, um, which perhaps means the forward momentum is with this particular asset. Um, so what the, le the level I'd like to be crossing through is that 420. I think it's a big you know, psychological mark and we can kind of see with the dotted line that the price is currently at. We're kind of at that level now, uh, roughly. And um, obviously if we can break through that, then 429.75 is what I've got. Obviously not to be exact. And, um, but yeah, that's what I can see on this spy chart. Just uh, look back on the weekly yeah. and you go ahead. Yeah, that 429 level lines up with the FIB. I, I ran uh, Fibonacci levels um, and that lines up. That's exactly, I mean, I've got a few pennies off of that, but uh, that's what I'm targeting for the upside after getting through you know, the nice break through last week. I've been talking about 411 forever. Yeah. And Thursday, Friday was a clean break of that, right? Um, so yeah, I've got a, about the same thing from the, you know, that's the, the daily candles anyways, what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I really like this weekly look cause it gives you that bullish, uh, pin candle last week. Um, that's a nice setup right off of the 20 week moving average. Um, uh, so yeah, the, I'm, I'm really curious cause again, it closed right there, right? Like it's, it's teetering. We've been at this level before we were here earlier this year and and didn't quite get out, so we've got a nice, really key, a nice full candle to finish the week, though. That's what I quite like. Yeah, you know, I noted in the week as well on the dailies. Um, when you look at the, you mentioned the initial drop, and so the Tuesday, Wednesday candles drop right down almost to the fifty-day moving average, and then you get this that huge bounce up, and that that reversal where that third candle like eclipsed, it went even higher than the open on Wednesday or on Tuesday, excuse me. Um, and just rec recouped more than all of the losses because a huge gap up and big move. That to me was a huge, you know, a big sign that Friday was also going to be a follow through day, and uh, we got that. So that was nice to see. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that if we didn't have the Fed coming out next week, it would, and if we had like no news, it would be yeah, uh, there'd be nothing stopping the markets. Maybe we'd see it run all the way up to that four twenty nine. Who knows? It still can potentially. Fed can do anything. Yeah. But yeah, as we've said in the last few reports, that they've tried to push the stock market down. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Should we move on to the QQQ chart? 
I love it. Fantastic. So, yeah, so Shishu Q, I've kind of left it the same, actually, but I've, again, I've come out on the weekly, and I've got this um, shadow box, which I kind of, I've left there. Um, it's, it's quite curious to see that we've travelled basically within that line, which makes me feel good, because I mean, I've drawn the right lines, or at least you know, the ones we can see. Uh, so we bounce right off the bottom box and then up the 310, and then moving up to the 322. So if we can break this 322 mark, I'm, I'm looking at that 333, um, three, uh, three, 333 level would be uh, would be a good good target for me. That's all I've got to really say on this chart. Again, it's like bullish momentum. We bounced off a nice uh, support slash resistance type thing, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, again, I got similar levels, and uh, it is nice. So you drew those, you drew out that uh, range there, and it's just been holding tightly to that range at three ten being the bottom so uh, again the more bullish setup i noticed that you've got the moving averages even on the weekly yeah. showing a bullish set 20 moving above the 50 there so it's really nice to be back above those moving averages i like it absolutely we can see the consolidation in the last five weeks um, we don't we haven't got that at all really um not really on this chart that we can see you know consistent five weeks to staying within a range yeah, I wonder if they're just kind of waiting. It was it was waiting on these earnings, and then yeah. you know maybe the right decision, and we'll get all of that this week and pick a direction. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so should we dive into my set of charts? We've gone through the despite the QQQ. Should we dive into the set of charts? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get right into yours. Fantastic. Let's dive into it. So we are going to start with Tesla, uh, as I normally do every week. If you are new to listening, obviously this is all entertainment purposes only. It's not edu you know, education throughout, and obviously it's not advice. It's not stock market advice, anything like that. Um, so yeah, we can see the Tesla chart, and it's a little bit messy. I've got lots of lines, um, just where I just haven't. I need to go through and delete some, I think. Um, but we're, we're looking a bit bad, I think, on on the weekly. Yes, we do have a nice bullish candle of the last week. We've pushed up towards the end. We are we are still under all three moving averages. The 20, the 50, and the 200. Um, so we had a nice bounce of the 150. We spoke about that last week, actually, didn't we, Nate? Um, with the 150 being slightly psychological. So I'd hope right. maybe a nice boost on volume if we get a nice Fed decision on, on Wednesday, that would help as well. And maybe we can push through that 180 mark and you know, pretend we never went down on Tesla. But likewise, we can also break that 150. And I would be looking around about 110, which sounds a bit dramatic, but it is Tesla. Yeah, you know, I think I was talking last week about the gap fill. I've been mentioning it for a while, and 146, I think, would have filled the gap. We dropped all the way down to it, and I'm not surprised that you see that pin uh, last week. So got into the gap, started filling it, just like we've been talking about. Um, but, you know, Tesla's got such a strong um, base of, you know, I'll just call it fan base, mm -hmm. that it's not surprising that you we didn't fill the gap completely and I'm not looking that, you know, that, that needs to be filled necessarily. Right. At this point, um, it could move back up, you know, and use that pin, uh, that bullish weekly pin that you're showing on your chart um, as, you know, leverage and, and moving higher. But um, yeah, just point that out because it's not like we have to fill the gap completely now that we've gotten this move higher. So uh, again, another interesting spot. I do think that, it's been beat down pretty well here. Like we've given up what, half of the gains that it had given, they had, you know, gotten alpha of the lows when we dropped all the way down near a hundred. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting spot. You know, we really want to see it bounce. 
Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to draw like a Fibonacci. Maybe we'll add it in next week. But if you add it from like the hundred level up to the kind of two ten, we're kind of retracement of about fifty percent in that last week. So that's kind of where stocks generally move, I think. Um, you may be able to say a bit more about that on retracements, but fifty percent is a kind of general retracement. Would you agree? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'd be looking for. And I'd be wondering if um, it pulls the other EVs up, right? Like if we do get a nice move with Tesla. I don't know. Have you noticed our, our EVs? Like, I know we've got Neo next. Are they moving um, in lockstep or is it is it not quite that, that simple right now? Um, it tends to kind of you move know? on its own in a bit more dramatic sense. But generally, the, the, the whole sectors do kind of move together. Um, so if you look at the kind of board and step back, you would see them all moving together. But Tesla does seem to be a bit more volatile. Um, sure. I think I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I can hear myself. I don't know if that's uh, on your end or is that my end? Oh, you know, I'm not hearing it, but because I can hear myself back. Um, anyway, yeah. So with the Tesla chart, we, we've covered that one. We're below all premium averages, and we'll see what happens in the next week or so. Uh, just be careful with your trading Tesla because it is quite volatile. Uh, so we're going to move on to Neo next, and this is a chart that I've, you know, unfortunately looking at it doesn't look great, especially from the weekly view, um, as you can see on this screen here. Um, but the good news is we're still above that two-year trend line and we are kind of traveling around the $8 mark. We dipped below it and uh, it was a little bit scary. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we can get above, get straight above, uh, get back above the $8 mark and uh, we can stay above it. Uh, what, what disappoints me slightly is the weekly 220 moving average. Um, we are consistently staying below that and you can see that from about July last year. Um, so we're kind of consistently traveling below that. We had a big jump down last October and we've kind of been trading within a range and uh, obviously we are pushing a little bit more down now. The next level I have is $6, which worries me slightly, but at the same time, I'm a long-term investor. So I will be adding shares uh, as we go through because obviously I believe in long-term prospects of the company. Um, I believe Nate is still sorting out his mic. So I'm going to try and fill out a little bit more time with, with Neo Talk, which I can do for many, many hours. So. Well, I would be like, oh, you're good. Yeah. Is you, you still getting feedback, Sean? No, well, you were muted, so I didn't hear anything anyway. But now it seems to be fine, yeah. I, I can't hear any feedback, so. Well, yeah, I was going to chime in, actually, yeah. um, because I've uh, noticed in the, the struggles here with Neo, it does look like we're getting a little bit of a consolidation um, here off of the $7, you know, what was the 750 level? What was that level? So, yeah, 760, actually. Looks like it's kind of held up. Um, but yeah, I like that you're looking at the weekly because it really does give you a clear look that, um, the struggle continues, so to speak. And, uh, I don't have a lot of positive things to say on the daily either. Even the 20 day moving average, it looked like it wanted to get above the 50 and, um, you know, get us some momentum moving. Yeah. It just failed to do on this recent downturn. So yeah, I just got to keep an eye on it. doesn't, you know, one positive note for you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got you got six dollars as your support. I've got six twenty, so you know twenty extra cents. Yeah. Well, that means the world. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why I stepped back this week and looked at the weekly because I saw the daily and I thought, no, I'm not posting. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But the weekly seems a little bit more, um, you know, broad for, for the long term, long term people that are watching or listening. So yeah. Yeah, I don't have a long term approach. It's a good call looking at the weeklies. Yeah. A nice little move back towards that two hundred million would be great at twenty dollars. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> so, 
So we've done everything <laughs> video and we're going to move on to Paddington now, which is normally always my third slot of my set every Sunday. And we are looking at the weekly once again, as we mentioned earlier on the thing. And we can see a nice little channel downwards. Well, it's not really nice, but it is a channel downwards. And we started that in May of last year. And um, we touched the top of it around about kind of, what's that, August of last year. And obviously we came back down and touched it just on the turn of the year and then back up to the top on March. And we're kind of traveling in between and we're just kind of hovering around the 20 and the 50 minute average on the weekly chart. I've obviously highlighted the $9 level. And we've spoken about it many times in previous weeks. It is a very key level. One thing we need to look out for is the earnings on May the 8th, which is not tomorrow, but uh, following Monday. Um, so another bank holiday over here in the UK, but I don't know if you have a bank holiday over there, but probably not because it is the king related. Anyway, we're getting off subject, but we are kind of traveling within the two kind of 20 and 50 moving averages. And it's just kind of stuck in between that little range. And we can see a nice little, especially on a weekly since um, February, we can kind of see this range of about 750 is that 750 and $9, this range. So if we, if we can kind of consolidate here and maybe push up in, in the coming months, that would be, I think that would be ideal. And I think that earnings call will definitely help that. It does look like the weekly starting to respect the 20 week moving average here. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's moved up a couple of times. The one time it dipped below it recently, it shot right back up and now we're right there again. So yeah, that's interesting to look at for support. I mean, what are we, what, 775? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good level to it. Like I've, I've been accumulating for a long time as well, personally. Um, but obviously that's my, my, my choice but we, if you, actually i should have drawn a little trend line so you see the bottom of, of the turn of the year um 2023 2022 if you draw a line from there to where we are now it's kind of almost a trend line so we're kind of at a key point on a weekly um but we'll see how that goes yeah another bit of support yeah i see it yeah maybe i'll draw it next week <laughs> big week for volunteers sorry say that again oh it looks like it could be a big week for volunteers yeah we're gonna get a nice bouncer, be concerned. Yeah, I think the, the week will be better next week, if that makes sense. Uh, earnings on Monday morning, uh, Monday afternoon, sorry. Uh, Is it the following? Yeah. Following Monday? May the 8th, yeah. That's right. That's right. A holiday. I believe it's already May. All right. So yeah. Just start to distract today. Keep going, Sean. <laughs> I'm hard to stop sometimes. So, yeah, I'll keep going, shall I? Um, so, next up, we're going to look at Sonos. And this is one of those charts that we cannot stop looking at. I don't know if you would agree on that. We can see lots of green candles. And this is the weekly chart, would you believe? So we've got this on um, since October last year. I've got a nice little green trend line that's traveling up towards that 22 level. And we're just kind of respecting it nicely. Um, it's moving up slowly. It's moving up consistently. It's what you like to see in the stock, um, from my perspective at least. The only thing that worries me slightly is we are approaching that 200 moving average on the weekly. And we can kind of see a little bit of a rejection on that. Um, later on this week, um, the prior week, sorry. Um, so we can see a little bit of rejection off of that. So hopefully maybe looking to kind of touch that again, maybe see if we can break it. But if not, as long as we stay above this trend line, I'd be happy to uh, to, to see that with this stock. And obviously 20 level, uh, $20 is the key level, especially psych psychologically. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this has been such a great, shout out to Taylor. I think it was Taylor that showed us this, right? Yeah, James, um, James in, in here. The one with the cat. Nice. <laughs> this chart has been gorgeous. Look how nice and orderly that weekly chart is, just right on up the trend line. And now the 20 week is crossed above the 50, it looks like. And uh, and the 20 is slid in and is kind of following the trend line, 
providing the actual support. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a check back once we hit that. You said that was a 200 week? The 200. Is yeah, that right? 200. Yeah. But, um, it, yeah, I, I mean, we've seen it before. And a friend of mine likes to say, you don't get double, you, you get a double top, but there's no triple top. So maybe we'll see it um, take a test and then, you know, now we'll get a nice setup to see if it breaks through or if that trend line breaks. But we're running out of room, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, more weeks. Yeah, a few more weeks on the on the board. So we'll see where it goes in the future. But it's a very healthy, healthy chart. And I love looking at this chart. Yeah. Yeah. You look at this after you look at Neo on a bad day. Is that... <laughs> I look at this daily, mate. <laughs> yeah. I look at the sunless chart and I, I look at it daily and think, oh yeah, that's what I want Neo to look like. But you know, one day, one day. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. And um, so yeah, that we're looking onto the final chart of my setting as Airbnb. Um, and also pretty good looking chart in my opinion. We've got a little bit of a consolidation phase. Um, again, this is the one week. And what I really want to point out here is not that kind of box that I've drawn, although that is a pretty good point. Um, but we are above the twenty and the fifty moving average. And I don't think I've I don't see the two hundred. I think that's generally because it hasn't been on the market for that long. So we don't actually have the data for the two hundred week. Um, so that's why you don't see the red line. Is you know, it's recently added a couple of couple of weeks, couple of years ago. Is that right? So, and um, yeah, Airbnb has been around long enough, but you still have got a nice nice amount of data here to work with. Absolutely, yeah. And um, so we are above the twenty and the fifty, and you can kind of see we bounced off of it quite a few times on the weekly um, in the last two months. So it's respecting it, and we can see that fifty moving. Uh, sorry, the twenty moving through the fifty, indicating a possible nice trend. And what I would like to see is a little bit of stability. So maybe a, a nice move up like the Sonos chart. So a little bit more consistency with, with the move upwards. Um, and then obviously moving towards that 130, 140 zone would be fantastic. Um, I'm not too sure when the earnings is. I haven't looked at the data on that. Probably should have been more prepared, but I'll bring that uh, information throughout the week if you follow on Twitter. Um, but looking at the earnings, it could be good. The last few earnings has been pretty good um, from what I can see in the past. But yeah, looking to move above and through that 130 level. Yeah, no, I see it. And I've been trying to hate on Airbnb, but I'm with you. It looks good. And uh, uh, yeah, I've got really nothing to add. I think you hit it all. It's nice. I, I'm with you. I agree that it's a good looking chart here. And I like that you're looking at the weeklies this week. It really does give different perspective. Yeah, I think um, a, lot, a lot of people, when they, they do chart analysis, and I do it myself, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong or anything, but they look at the, the you know, the four hour, the one day, uh, but they don't often venture to the one week or even the one month. Um, it's good to just kind of take that, that step back and just look at the chart as a whole and just, you know, say, wait, um, what, what is this stock doing in the long term? What does it look like it might be doing in, you know, the, the few next few months rather than just the next few hours, the next few days? And traders can get caught up with that. I've been caught up with it in the past, you know, I'm not perfect. Um, but yeah, I think just taking a step back is important, especially as uh, investors, but it's also handy for the, the day traders as well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's really good perspective. Well, those are great charts. Thanks for going through all of those. And um, I'll mention, you know, if you're not following Sean already, give him a follow on Twitter, post great stuff. And he's also got a great YouTube channel where he'll clip and, and pull together some highlights from our reviews. And, you know, adds a lot of other great value-added information. So be sure to check check out Sean on YouTube as well. And, uh, all right, yeah, let's get into my charts. I've got a bunch of stuff to look at, starting with the semiconductors, which is a, a space that I definitely enjoy. 
Um, and again, as Sean mentioned, we're not financial advisors. This is all for entertainment and educational purposes, but hopefully you find this helpful uh, with your trading weeks and do appreciate you tuning in. If you have any uh, you know, requests for charts, send us a note, drop us a DM, uh, the, the bubble in the bottom right corner here of the space. You can add some comments and let us know what you'd like to see next week. And I would be happy to take a look. Um, all right, so getting into AMD first, uh, we got earnings reporting this week for AMD on Tuesday. And um, it's it's just another really nice looking chart in this sector. And I'm wondering if AMD, you know, has has the the gumption here. If we get a good earnings report and a nice move higher, does that help Nvidia break out of its range? So we'll look at Nvidia quickly next as well. I've got the weekly chart there. Um, but yeah, AMD bouncing off of the 86.30 support line with the strong candle last week. It got below it a little bit, but Thursday was quick to push right back above that that support level, and you know that was prior resistance you can see back in the earlier parts of the year. So now that we're above and we've come down to retest it, we're also above the 50-day moving average. A lot of positive signs here. Um, I'll just note that for me personally, um, all of these charts that we're going to look at as we head into earnings, um, I actually don't typically trade through earnings. I like to trade it leading into them and then close out positions and take profits heading into earnings um, or after earnings, see how things shake out and what direction might be picked and then, you know, look for a trade opportunities then. So for what that's worth. Um, so with AMD, we've got a lot of positive signs here. 20 cross the 20 moving day average, uh, moving above the 50, the 50 moving above the 150 and MACD is curling up nicely. So I see a lot of positive signs, and we'll see if we get follow through this week. Anything I missed on this one, Sean, that you'd like to add? Uh, just yeah, a little bit more on the earnings. So we can see, obviously, on Tuesday after the close, we do have the earnings. And then we just looked up a little bit of data on the last earnings report. It was positive, and it moved up 12% on the day after. So a little bit of more of a, you know, the detail and the message there. So if you are trading earnings, one, you probably shouldn't be because it is highly risky. Um, but if you are, obviously, if it goes to about 12% and you've got five leverage, that's that's up 70%-ish. Um, so that can quickly destroy your account or make your account. And that's just a gambling mentality we shouldn't have within trading. Um, so just be careful with that. Just a little message there. But technically, on the chart, I do like it. I don't like the fact it's underneath the 20 moving average. But I think if we can get a little, mm. po- little bit of positive momentum, we have created that base just at that 85 level, I think that is. Um, so if we can push through this 20, which can be easily done, obviously with a stock like this, you can see it many times throughout this chart. Um, so yeah, I'd be, be looking to break through that kind of 91 level. Yeah, I've got 91.75 as my next target for profit taking, which is right where the 20 day moving average comes in. Absolutely. And then above that, the nice, even $100 psychological level. And I think that's what we're trying to get back to, right? Um, the this chart is nice and orderly. You could draw a trend line too, right from the bottom um, of that the, of the lows, and then right on up to where we're at basically today. So uh, I like that as well. But yep, uh, we'll see how earn, what earnings brings. And uh, I, I mentioned Nvidia. I want to jump to that next. Um, Nvidia, I've got the weekly candles, and you've got that consolidation right at the same point again between 265 and 282. We've been talking about for a week or two now, and looking for a break in those arrows. I keep sliding the arrows to the right because we're not getting um, So uh, the note here is we've got lower volume, right? Continued lower volume in NVIDIA. So that makes sense now that we're up here and consolidating and trying to figure out a direction. 
um, RSI is way overbought. Um, so that, you know, uh, uh, NVIDIA has been known to just push RSI. You can see, you know, circled in the back in October, November, December timeframe, it just really shot up um, well above the overbought levels um, for RSI. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again if we get good numbers out of AMD and overall positive sentiment for the, the chip sector. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be a positive um, catalyst for all semiconductors. Um, you cover on quite a lot throughout these weeks as well. I don't know if you've got it here today. I don't think so. Um, but they also um, do earnings uh, before open tomorrow, I think. That, uh, that's right. Um, but yeah, looking at this chart, I, the longer it does this, the longer it consolidates, the, um, the, obviously the likelihood of these moving averages catching up with them is good. So that's always uh, quite bullish as well. So obviously the longer we stay in this range, the moving averages will come up and perhaps act as a bounce moving forward. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned on because uh, we had two big green candles Thursday, Friday, along with basically everybody else, um, but on big volume and got above, back above a key support level and also above the 150 day moving average. So um, both of those coming in right around 71.25. So uh, yeah, interesting setup. Is is on before? Let's see. It is Monday. You were right. It I don't know if it's before. before. Open, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, that I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. On and AMD this week. Absolutely, yeah. So keeping, yeah, keeping it moving. You know, else is Monday before the bell is SoFi. So nice segue, actually. Thanks, yeah, John. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, SoFi is uh, you know, with all the banking news, it's it's definitely been uh, spoken about and caught up in the in the news. Um, interesting to me. I don't think that they they have the same concerns as these regional banks that have been run on. Um, but I'm not a banking expert, so don't take that for uh, much more than just my own thoughts here. Um, but what I'll look at at the chart and the technical perspective is we got nice volume to close out the week last week. Big push from that 580 level, which has been a support level, been dancing around for quite some time. And now we're above both the 20 and 50 day moving average. A nice bullish pin that formed here with a nice tight range at the top, long wick at the bottom. So the selling did not take, you know, did not stick on Friday. And we closed above what I've got 618 uh, as another key level. So um, I do think that earnings is going to be uh, obviously a big deal Monday. Uh, they've had some positive things to say recently, uh, billions of dollars under assets. So We'll have, have to pay attention and see what the earnings report says. But I don't usually trade, like I said, off of earnings. So I'll be more watching these candles to see if that 618 level holds. Um, RSI has got nice move up and plenty of room to run. And MACD has been climbing, which is also showing some bullish signs. So, um, yeah, overall, looks like people are positive heading into earnings. And uh, Monday is going to be fun. It certainly is. And you can see the volume has increased. And if you, if you look back in the chart, um, I think that might be, I don't know if that's the previous earnings, but you can see a massive volume spike back there as well. Um, it looks like it could be yeah. that earnings. It was. They had a huge, a very positive, strong earnings report uh, last go-round and actually caught me a little bit off guard. I sold covered calls, and it was great um, because I maxed out my uh, the range that I had there, but it blew well beyond. I think my covered calls were at 650 or seven and it went all the way up to eight, eight plus. Oh. Um, but here we are. That's one of the things about that strategy that I like is, okay, my shares got called away. Um, but here we are again with opportunities. The shares came back down. I was able to buy back in at the same 
I think I got it at 557. So, you know, I was able to buy back in and now here we are again, uh, trading to the upside. So we'll see what happens on Monday. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking good, this chart. Yeah, I like it. Let's see what do we have next. DraftKings, my favorite. I just say that. I really like the chart this year. It's my favorite chart this year, I should say. <laughs> so, yeah, continues to move to the upper right, right? Bottom left, upper right. Um, big move last week. Uh, again, off of this $20 level. So, I've got 2070 as the key support level, and that needs to hold. And what I've noticed, you know, in the past and have talked about in prior weeks is heading into earnings, you get a lot of support for DraftKings, especially in these first two uh, quarters of the year because of all of the sports activity um, and, and gambling around, you know, football and basketball. Um, but that being said, we also, you know, DraftKings has added states um, to, you know, that they're able to operate in um, over the past years. And so that's going to be accretive to revenues and potentially earnings. So all of that positive news is going to be coming in potentially to earnings and, you know, hopefully they meet and exceed expectations and drive this thing further. Um, but what I'm more focused on is, again, taking advantage of the, the move up heading into earnings. So their call is Thursday. I'll be looking to take profits, you know, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, depending on what the markets do. Um, but I think if we get a good start to the week, you want to look for a move above that 2215 level, which I've got noted, and possibly a check back before moving higher. Um, this is what you see here a lot of the pattern in, in DraftKings is you'll get a break above a level and then a check back before moving higher. Um, it's pretty obvious if you look at the chart here, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at and in the earnings. Yeah, and this, this is a reminder on this stock has actually been completely beaten up in the last couple of years. It was up at the kind of 60, 70 level. So we are still right. still traveling very low, um, you know, compared to that kind of level. Um, you've got a level here of uh, 23.50. And just looking at my chart, I've got about 24.50. So um, that's just a previous support from back in February last year. But we, we do have a nice bit of momentum with this chart above all the three moving averages, as you mentioned. And um, we've got a few key levels that we need to break. But I don't see reason, any reason why it can't keep going. I mean, we've seen it with NVIDIA and with their news, with their AI, etc. So if DraftKings keeps producing good news and hopefully good results on Thursday, I don't see any reason why it can't just blast straight through the kind of 24, 25 levels. Yeah, it definitely has the potential to. It's, got a, it's, it's a big mover, right? You can see yeah. these candles, they can get moving. It's one of those stocks. So, it? yeah, it really is. And it's kind of... Um, you know, why it's got my attention, quite frankly, is there's a lot of good trading opportunities. Um, you know, one that I haven't had on the list and is, is on this week's list and might start making my usual routine here is Uber. And that's the next up. So Uber Technologies, everybody's familiar with Uber. I'm sure everybody's taking an Uber by, by this point. And I, I drew out the Fibonacci retracement levels here. Um, we've got the 50% line coming in right at 30.76, right? $30.76. And the candles got right back above that again. So trying to hold above that 50% retracement as we head into earnings. See, that's Tuesday for Uber. So again, that 50% level, if we can hold it, you typically will see, you know, some consolidation before a move in one, one direction or another. If this holds with the 150 day that it slid in underneath, um, I like it for a continuation all the way back up to that 3762 
you know, trying to get back to 38 type of a level. Um, but I really think this this mid-range, this $30 level is key, and I think earnings is going to tell us what direction it's going to go. Yeah, and I think um, just from a company perspective, a couple of years ago, I, I was watching videos on YouTube as everyone did, and they were basically in the laughing stock because their cash flow was just terrible, and they were just burning and burning and burning. Um, but I'm looking at the free cash flow now, and it looks like actually quite positive in terms of uh, the last quarter. So we'll see generally on, on the news there. I know it's a bit more fundamental when we, we cover technicals on this, um, but just a just general look at the actual company there. Um, but looking at the chart, which I've lost, here we go. Uh, I've got too many tabs up, you see, I don't know where I am. But yeah, looking at the chart, we have, um, it, it looks good. I think we are in a bit of a sticky spot in between these moving averages. And like you said, a, a nice push up, especially with positive earnings. Hopefully we can get a nice bit of momentum and, and the push towards that 38 mark. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got to hold this mid range, but um, we'll see. Again, earnings will be very, very interesting. And there's just so much. You know, we even mentioned a few of the other news. We got, I was just looking over who's reporting this week. Pfizer's also on Tuesday, Mercado Libre, and Albemarle on Wednesday, Datadog, in addition to you know, Shopify, Apple on Thursday. And then for all of the, uh, the folks who like to trade AMC, they, they report Friday. So yeah. I'm not a big AMC. Do you ever trade AMC, Sean? I never got into trading AMC. Much. Um, I have done in the past, not recently. Um, it just moves obviously way too quick and it's a bit of a high risk stock. Um, but with maybe very small percentages of my account, sure. But I would never trade it seriously. Sure. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I messed around trying to short some of those stocks a little bit and, you know, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And what I realized was it's just really gambling. And it is more of a fun exercise than anything of trying to make uh, consistent dollars, right? It is. And that's, so I keep... that's the mindset you should have with those type of stocks. Just have fun with them, not don't take it seriously. But obviously be careful, yeah. have your risk management, etc. Try and stay away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's my, my two cents as well. So, um, so funny that kind of leads into coin so coinbase also reports this week on thursday and i've been reporting uh or you know doing technical analysis more on mara marathon um, but i wanted to look at coin this week because of the earnings reporting um we've got a number of things right so um looking from the top of this chart down and looking at all the arrows i've added we've got the 20 and 50 day moving average above as well as the 150 day moving average all above where we're at currently with Coinbase. Also notice every single chart we've looked at so far, we've had two big green candles on Thursday and Friday last week, basically every single chart, right? And this one just does not have that. Thursday was weak and Friday we got the the bounce um, near the 51, 58 level that I've noted here, but uh, it's not, there's nothing that's, you know, screaming bullish or hey, we're going to move higher or this couldn't just be a blip and a continuation lower. So uh, I'm actually kind of disappointed in the, the way this moved last week, and it's nothing that I would be excited about. MACD continues to, to trend lower and is now negative territory, and RSI is at the bottom of the range. So relative strength compared to other stocks um, is weak, right? It's underperforming. Uh, so all of this is not great news for Coinbase. And then when you go look at something like Marathon, ticker M-A-R-A, I mean, that's just a uptrend, holding the line, holding the trend, and continuing to make progress higher. So uh, when you compare the two, 
it's kind of hard to get excited about Coinbase. It really is. And we can see on my chart, and you can kind of visualize it on here. Um, <clears throat> the bottom of the turn of the year uh, between January and December, we have obviously the bottom of, of the stock. And then if you drew a line from there to kind of, you know, with the, the higher lows we've got in mid-March and just the beginning of April, it's broken that trend line. And that's one I have on my chart. And that was actually quite a big indicator for me. Um, but the last few earnings reports as well, I know you, you wanted to touch on the earnings because that's why you put it here. And the last two earnings reports yeah. haven't been uh, free, actually. Last three earnings reports, should I say. And the stock has moved negative straight afterwards. So we need to see an improvement in the actual company before we actually see good moves with the stock. Um, but if we don't, obviously, then we could see a, a quite dramatic move lower, maybe towards that 40 level. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we shall see. Yeah, you're right. That trend line is broken, and it's broken hard. Really you know, is. with yeah. big red candles all the way through, that's a it's not a good sign. And I've just not been a big believer in how they've run Coinbase. So that's you know, aside from the technicals. Um, but we'll see, you know, what they say on and how they re respond to earnings and what the chart does. Um, but to just comment on the levels, if we do get a nice bounce, I got fifty-eight fifty above, um, and then sixty-five ninety-eight and seventy-four twenty-five. It all Levels where I'd be taking profits on um, moves up. And then on the to the downside, I've got 51.58 as support, followed by 47, 40.90, and then 35.14. Um, big, you know, those are big jumps in numbers. So, you know, there's not a lot, lot not a lot of support in between those levels from what I can tell. And would you, um, so yeah, from a, just a step, step back on the, um, on the Coinbase point of view. So obviously, Crypto has been the downtrend like everything in the last couple of years, apart from recently. Um, just the lack of interest from the population of the world might actually impact the the user base of Coinbase, um, which may have been caused negative news for Coinbase. I don't know if you agree with that or if you have any intake on that. Yeah, so the thing that I've struggled with with Coinbase is um, the way they make money is turn, turning over, at least this is what I understand, the way they make money is when you have transactions, right? Yeah. And then if the whole use case is to buy and hold, then that they're actually, you know, for store of value with Bitcoin, then that it wouldn't drive a lot of transactions. And then there's also alternate ways to, to hold um, your crypto and to invest in crypto outside of Coinbase. So they're getting more competition. Um, so given all of those things, I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to react and, and what kind of changes they'll make or if they'll just keep continuing business as usual. Yeah, it might have to change their business model completely because at the moment, obviously, crypto is it's not dying, but it's not as um, you know as popular. Therefore, people are not buying or selling, buying or selling you know, stupid coins and tokens and stuff like that. So they're just not making as much money right. as they used to. Oh, the volume is way down. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. And, and that's definitely impacting them. Yeah. So they'll have to figure that out. Um, and I am not the one to figure it out for them, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the action in Bitcoin recently. I mean, there's nothing nothing but good things to say, at least in 2023, about Bitcoin. But you're right, the rest of the crypto world has really taken a hit, really slowed down. NFTs really fallen off as far as the volume of trading. Um, so the, all of these things are going to impact names like Coinbase, and unfortunately to the negative side. So, um, yeah, yeah. We'll see, right? Absolutely, yeah. Some interesting week. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the last chart I have, and we did a lot of charts about earnings coming up. I mean, again, I've got like a dozen or so names that I particularly am, am interested in, and there's another dozen outside of that. And 
that everybody else is probably interested in. So it's going to be very volatile week, I would expect, especially with the Fed also, the rate decision. Um, yeah, so again, every week we mention it. Sean, I'll say it again here. You know, trade wisely and you know, use as much information as possible. I actually wrote about that in my newsletter this week, not to plug that, but I'll go ahead and plug it. Um, if you haven't checked it out, there's a link in my bio. It's uh, Traders Education. And I talk about trading with information and having confidence going into trades because you don't want to go in and the second you make the trade, have anxiety and feel like, oh no, you know, you know, start staring at the screen minute by minute and waiting for, you know, the next next move in the stock. Like that's not any way to trade. And so point being, get a lot of information as much as you can. That's the point of us doing these reviews every week. And then with that intel, maybe you decide not to trade or maybe you have good enough information to trade with. But the idea is trade informed and, uh, you know, in volatile markets, trade smaller until we get a little bit better momentum one way or another. That's my message this week. What would you add, Sean? Yeah, really well said. I think that's a key message. Um, the only thing I would add is if you've got any chart requests, you know, we're all happy to take them into next week. So go ahead and obviously private message me or Nate on um, Twitter or, you know, whatever platform you'd like to. I think it's just Twitter, though, because we are here. It makes sense. Um, but, yeah, if you've got any requests, just send them over and we'll have a look at them for next week. Um, thank you for always listening. Um, and, yeah, trade safe from me. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate all the charts. Again, it's a good time every week, and uh, talk to you soon. Excellent. Yeah, take care. Have a nice day.